1: You are now inside the play call with Orange Arrow. Orange Arrow Players Association exists to coach male and female student athletes to aim for success off the field, off the court, out of the pool, wherever the playing arena may be. So stay connected. Our website, orangearrow.org. All social media platforms, Orange Arrow PA. I'm your host, Founder of Orange Arrow, Sean Robinson. I take, you take, we take, and take an AMAX success together. Enjoy the episode. So, I'm excited to have my guy with me. Uh, Probably arguably, I don't know if there's even an argument. Probably the loudest speaking person I've ever met. Definitely the loudest speaking person I've come through, Orange Arrow. I got my man Mike. Mike. Is is that a
0: true statement? I'd say it's pretty true. I mean it's we'll between, let, you it's know, between everyone. you and Lucas though, right? Yeah, definitely. A part of Orange Arrow. And, and the phone voice, there's a different there's it's a whole other octave. So the yeah. conversation and then when I answer that phone, Lucas <laughs> and I we've got a debate going, you know, who who's got the who's got the oomph in their voice, but I think I take the cake.
1: Right. The um Mike Pichette, the other day we were making phone calls to invite some student-athletes to our Dine with gentlemen event. And we were in the vehicle together, and I thought, like, maybe we could call at the same time because you were actually sitting in the back seat and I was in the front, and then after hearing you make that call, I don't know what I was thinking. There was no way in the world that we both could have made no. <laughs> the phone no. call at the same time.
0: All I'm going to say about the matter is I've got a perfect – I'm a pathfinder. I'm a tour guide for the University of Pittsburgh. Um I've never used the microphone on a tour <laughs> in my over a year now giving tours. I've given like 40-person tours. Um, some people need like megaphones and stuff. I've never needed a microphone, and I've never had a complaint.
1: Maybe it's a hidden so, talent. Yeah,
0: maybe. Yeah, Could well, be. I guess it's not hit that hidden
1: when you started speaking, though. Right. It's <laughs> pretty cool. Pretty cool. Mike, welcome to the podcast, bro. Hey, thanks for having me, Sean. Tell us about yourself. Where are you from?
0: I am from Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, Cleveland LeBron is James. the city. Yeah, yeah let's go. Yeah, Ohio, go. Ohio for sure. We got Baker Mayfield now. He's giving us some hope. Brownie's coming back. So, 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 you're on the um, you're on the train, huh? You're
1: yeah, on Baker train.
0: Oh, for sure. I'm I, I was on that you know 0 16 Browns train. I'm, Seriously, I'm loyal. Yeah. Wow. So um, definitely excited about what's to come for Cleveland sports. Um, outside of that, I grew up you know kind of a, a, swimming was my was my life. Um, I swam for the University of Pittsburgh. Two years, ended up getting hurt. Um, I don't swim anymore, but you know now I'm involved with a bunch of different stuff. I got OA, kind of got me back on my feet. Um, tour guide on campus. I work in the career service department. Um, got a bunch of stuff going there. So
1: yeah, let's take it back. More, more. Your uh, hometown? Any brothers, sisters?
0: I do. I have a younger brother. Um, a mom and dad. Dad travels a lot. Um, My little brother, he's a senior in high school now, getting ready to go to Ohio State next year. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's going to be a Buckeye.
1: How about that? He's pretty excited. That's really cool. Yeah. What other schools were you considering?
0: I was, so swimming was kind of my big thing for for college. Um, I did a bunch of recruiting trips. I looked at West Virginia, Pitt, Ohio State, Towson, Wright State, and Michigan State a little bit.
1: And so Michigan State actually recruited me. I wanted to go Ohio State. I mean, being an Ohio guy as well, right. uh, but they chose correctly. They ended up going with Nate Clements. Okay, Nate, Nate was a baller. Uh, we actually played in the uh, Ohio All Star games together. He played maybe nineteen years in the NFL. Okay, but uh, I was definitely a Buckeye guy wanting to go Ohio State. Definitely. Yeah, I mean
0: that's the hometown mega school, right? Yeah. There's there's. There's a pretty cool football culture there. So
1: we'll get into your swimming, but what other sports did you play growing up?
0: I dabbled with soccer a little bit. Not the most coordinated. That's usually, you know, people who are swimmers usually try everything else first. And if you can't make it work, you end up swimming or running. Um, I I (laughs) I wasn't very coordinated.
1: All right.
0: (laughs) But uh, I I did soccer for a while. Actually, Pitt, their current goalie for Pitt's soccer team, I played on the same club team as him. Um growing up probably kindergarten through fifth grade, we played um soccer together, so he obviously stuck with it and did pretty well for himself. but we ended up in the same spot so so swimming you have to be really dedicated committed
1: to perform well swimming, talk a little bit about some of the training you had to go through and the commitment you, the time commitment in particular you had to do to uh to perform at a top level
0: yeah so Swimming, you start young for sure. Um, most swimmers, not all, but definitely most, are in the pool year round by the age of nine. Um, if you're really committed and you've got the you know high hopes of you know Olympics, D one college, even if you want to you know go to states in high school, um, you're you're in the pool twice a day, swimming, pretty hard, long practices from the age of eleven. Ten or eleven, um, all the way through, you know, pretty much the rest of your swimming career. Um, doubles are a big thing that they get you into young, keep you in that tip-top cardiovascular shape. Lifting isn't isn't as big of a thing until you get older. You're in college and stuff like that, but it's a lot of time. Meets, you know, you'll travel all over the country. Um, meets are long. A swim meet, you know, I watched probably my first full swim meet recently. I watched my brother at his uh, district meet for high school. And it's a different thing when you're sitting in the bleachers. It's about six hours um, for a swim meet. so Six hours. Longer than, yeah, longer than a football game. Um, and they're long. They're long. They're grind. Um, that doesn't even count, you know, the warm up and the warm downs and the getting there and the, you know, days of preparation and carb loading that come beforehand. So it's definitely you got to be pretty committed so
1: how did you stay engaged or did you stay engaged at your brother's meet six hours
0: you know i am a little ashamed for not being as engaged as i thought i would be <laughs> for someone who swam for 15 plus years um i was hurting at the end a little bit i was kind of zoning in and out nodding off my parents were actually making fun of me they were like oh yeah you always used to make fun of us but here you are. You're tapping out, you know, halfway through. And we did 15 years of this, so they were definitely um, pulling my leg a little bit. How about better.
1: that? You have a better appreciation for the time. I do. Mean, yeah, I do. Man. I
0: got a lot of respect for all my swim moms and swim dads out there. They they grind, so.
1: How about that? So, what type of student were you?
0: I was a pretty good student. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. In high school, I wasn't as good of a student as I probably wanted to be or should have been, you know, I had a three, five GPA. Um, I took honors classes, AP classes. Um, and a a lot of that, you know, achievement came from just being disciplined with the the schedule of swimming and balancing school with that. You know, I I feel like with swimming more than a bunch of other, you know, sports, it kind of pushes you into, you have to be really disciplined, um, within the sport, but also within just your schedule and your life as well, You, you know, your eating habits, um, your study habits, things like that, it all kind of falls under that same umbrella. Um, I still wasn't as focused as I should have been in high school though, I, I was really focused on the swimming aspect, I was like I'm going to swim my way to college, swim my way to a D1 college. The grades came and they were good, um, but my first semester of college was kind of rough. I wasn't used to the workload of Division 1 athletics. Or Division One academics, you know what I mean. Um, I, I it was probably my worst GPA of my life. I think I got a two nine my first semester, um, but you know since then I, I definitely remotivated. I you know did all the study hours we had and things like that, and I've been on the dean's list the last you know three semesters in a row. Um, so definitely we've turned things around. Well, How about um, that in the classroom? For sure, it's it's definitely pretty important.
1: Taking you back to high school. I think it was high school. I know at some point in time of your swimming career, you raced against Michael Phelps?
0: I did, yeah. My senior year of high school, right before my freshman year of college, we, in the summer, I swam at the Mesa Grand Prix in Arizona, um, and I did. I get to swim with Michael Phelps. That was a pretty surreal experience, you know. Um, imagine, you know, getting out there and playing catch with, you know, Jerry Rice or something like that. You know, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, and, you know the energy of that meet, there was a bunch of other Olympians there and getting to see the best and how they perform and the way they carry themselves was, you know, an awesome experience and to kind of, in my mind, be lumped in with those people like, hey, you know, I belong here, you know, it was a pretty proud feeling, you know, especially after all the work you put in. So what happened? I mean, tell us about the <laughs> He raising. kicked my butt, that's yeah. what happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, what you hundred fly. Mm. Yeah, that was my thing. I, I was a butterflyer. I wanted to be like him. Two hundred fly, not as much. That was kind of his thing, and I, I shied away from that one a little bit. But the sprint butterfly, I, I definitely liked that a little bit better.
1: Did you get a chance to communicate with him?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, not a whole lot, you know. But he was a nice guy. He, there are some that are definitely way more outgoing, way nicer. But um, when you're on a pedestal like that, and everyone you know wants your attention and talk to you all the time, you know, you have to be a little bit, you know. Kind of guarded, but he was polite, so. Yeah.
1: I mean, he was Michael Phelps at that time. Yeah, he, he was. He was Michael Phelps. Gold medals by the time, so. Where is he from? Do you know?
0: Baltimore, Maryland. I was from Baltimore. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, you decided to attend the University of Pittsburgh. I did, yeah. How did you come to that decision?
0: So, I talk about this a lot on my tours, actually. A lot of families and people ask me that, and if you would have asked me two or three years ago it would have been for the sports, you know, we're power five conference, the ACC, um, obviously an incredible academic school as well. Um, so that's a bonus, you know, opportunity. Um, but so I told you, I got hurt. I don't swim anymore. After that, my perspective kind of changed on why I did love Pitt and why, why I chose Pitt as a school. Um, And a lot of that has to do with the community kind of feel here. Um, Everyone that I've met in my time as a Pit Panther, you know, whether it was as a recruit, um, as, you know, talking to my Pathfinder, my, you know, my professors, Penny in the life skills department, my coaches, um, even you, you know, have have gone out of their way to make me feel comfortable and set me up for success in my future. Um, People talk about the selfish 20s, you know. And at other schools, I saw that a lot on my recruiting trips. I saw, you know, the teams and the students not really interacting with each other, not really pulling for each other. But here at Pitt, you know, you can meet a random person on the street and, you know, can, you can just tell that they want good things for you. Um, there's a lot of pride that comes with being a Pitt Panther. And I think that really sets, you know, this university apart from some of the other ones that I've seen, um, you know, in my travels and, and stuff like that kind of going through.
1: Now you mentioned it twice. You mentioned your injury.
0: I did, yeah. What happened? <laughs> I uh I got hit by a car my sophomore year of college. Um nothing, I mean nothing too crazy. You know, I wasn't in like a body cast or anything like that. Uh, but I messed up my my ankle, my foot pretty bad. Had a little bit of, you know, back pain and stuff. Uh I got banged up pretty good.
1: So how did you get hit by a car though?
0: <laughs> I was walking to a night class down. There's a big hill on campus. Um, and I, you know, Pittsburgh driving is hard. It's kind of like New York, New Jersey, you know, driving in Pittsburgh is, it's something else. And, you know, it's a very hilly neighborhood. I had headphones on and was walking to a night class after practice, was, you know, not really paying attention to being on my phone. And I stepped out in between two parked cars. And someone kind of flew around the corner. They do this thing called the Pittsburgh left where they try and beat the red, green arrow and they turn left through the red lights. Um, so someone kind of whipped around that and ended up whacking me pretty good, hit and run, didn't stop or anything like that. Wow, I didn't know that part. Yeah, yeah, so I was just kind of in the street, seeing stars, not really knowing what was what, but, um, yeah, my, my ankle was pretty messed up, my foot, um. And, you know, I, I can walk and, and do all that kind of stuff now, and I'm, I am like to still be athletic. I like to, you know, run and lift weights and swim for fun, you know, just to stay in shape sometimes. But I lost all my flexibility, and that's what kind of made me, you know, it kind of set me apart as a swimmer. Um, my, my, my ability isn't, you know, what it used to be. And that was hard. That came with a lot of days training, trying to get back into shape, you know. That initial injury... um, I, I didn't think in my mind I'm done, you know, as soon as I got hurt. Um, there was months where I tried to kind of get back at it and I ended up making myself pretty sick. I would train until I'd puke and and stuff like that. And I was really putting some wear and tear on my body, trying to get back to where I was and it ended up, you know, coming at a cost. My health wasn't great. I weigh about 185 pounds now. Now granted I'm in the weight room a little bit more now, but, um, Back then, I mean, I think I got to, like, 140 pounds. So from where, though? You were probably from 165, 160, 170. Okay. 170. Yeah, I was, I was down about, you know, 25 pounds. Wow. So, um, definitely not great health-wise. And, you know, it ended up just being better for my overall health to kind of let go and, and appreciate, you know, everything that I was able to accomplish as an athlete and, and kind of look for what was next. How tough was that, though? It was tough. It was really tough. Um There was definitely a few months where I didn't cope with it very well. Uh, It was pretty hard to find myself motivated in school and stuff because, you know, I didn't really know what was next for me. Um, But that all changed, actually, you know, kind of with my involvement in Orange Arrow and and seeing that mission.
1: How did you find out about LA?
0: So Penny Samaya in the life skills department at Pitt, uh, was oh, pretty. Penny. He was a mentor. Yeah, it was a mentor of mine. He, um, I I worked pretty closely with him. I was on SAC, which is a student athletic, you know, right? Um, okay. The student athlete athletic, you know, board kind of deal. Um, and I, I would do a lot of work with them. And you know, I I kind of came to him one day and I was like, Penny, I have no idea what I'm doing next. Um, and it's really starting to stress me out. You know, I'm hard to be motivated. I just kind of, feel lost. Um, and he pointed at me. He's like, Well, what do you? You know, what are you passionate about? And I said you know, sports and helping other people and he's like, Okay, well you should get in touch with Sean Robinson. Um had no idea what Orange era was. I remember I called you and you were in an office at Posvar Hall on campus and you said, Yeah, come on down. And I came is in that, and is, is that my voice? No. Okay, you
1: changed it a little bit. I was like, Do I sound like that? Well you yeah, pretty, you're pretty you're enthusiastic. <laughs> you're an enthusiastic guy. And
0: uh and yeah, you know from that point moving forward things I definitely saw a big change in, you know, what I, you know, wanted for myself and, you know, where I kind of saw myself going, what I was passionate about um, that first summer.
1: So you came on as an intern?
0: I did, I did. I came on as an intern.
1: It was a summer, a summer internship, right? Summer
0: internship of uh, 2017 How about was that? The, the first summer. Yeah, so
1: uh, what's some of the things you remember about that time?
0: I think that my favorite memory of that summer was probably we worked in open, wide open, fundraiser a yeah, like golfing thing about yes, yeah. yes um and one of the program coordinator lucas and he's a team member he uh him and i worked a, a football throwing stand where you had to donate to try and throw a football yes, for a tire. I, yes I remember. Um, and you could win a prize and you, know, you get a ticket if you did it
1: was definitely not your typical golfing fundraiser definitely but not it was no. a lot of fun a lot of yeah, great energy
0: we had some some good times we were riding on the golf cart um you're still convinced you were the only one that threw a football through? No, I, no, I'm true.
1: pretty sure. Hell, it's definitely not. I think I did on my first try. I
0: think I think it took you probably ten tries. Lies you tell. And I think <laughs> Lucas and I were like Tom Brady throwing those balls through there. You know, probably a hundred times <laughs> Now the question is, so were they deflated day. though? Yeah, maybe, maybe a, little <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. What else?
1: You, what else you remember about that summer?
0: I remember Summer Seventeen Academy. Summer Seventeen. Yeah, we oh, had a lot of fun 17. there. We. Uh, yeah. You know, one of the other interns at the time, his name was Roselle Nix. We called him Big Row. Big Roe, Yeah, he was a basketball player. Right. He was, you know, seven feet, seven foot one. One or two, something yeah. like that. Yeah,
1: right. He's, I think he's playing basketball overseas now. Yeah,
0: big guy. Big guy. Real, real nice guy, but he's a big guy. And uh, gentle, I remember a gentle lot Gentle giant. Yeah, definitely. gentle giant, for sure. A lot of the students one day, you know, they were just messing with me, you know, being the skinny, short swimmer. And they, uh, and I'm not that short, I'm six one. Right. Well, they put me, they had me stand up on this ledge slash pedestal table thing, and I was standing probably a whole foot off the ground, and I was wearing this, like, safari hat, and they put Roe next to me and took a picture, and Roe was still taller than me, um, and that, that, you know, that was kind of a humbling experience for me, um, but I also built a lot of great relationships with some of the students from that, you know, first academy, um... One of them, you know, we still have a Snapchat streak going That's with Ray. nearly two years later coming up on now. Um, Rayquan. yeah.
1: So, all right, take me back. So what's the, what does that mean, a Snapchat
0: streak? So Snapchat is obviously, it's like, a, you know, a social media kind of app. Um, it's kind of like texting, but it's with pictures, and you get a set amount of time, like, you know, between five to ten seconds to view the picture, and then you respond. So it's kind of like texting, but through pictures, right? But it disappears after a certain amount of seconds, and then you can't get it back. So Raekwon and I, we were Snapchatting um, probably that, you know, throughout the week. He would, throughout the summer academy, Yeah, the week. summer okay. academy. Okay. And then we just kind of kept it going. And then the streak is if you, if I sent, say I were to send you a Snapchat, I'd send you, you know, a picture of me going to class or something like that. Um, and you responded, you know, picture, you know of the 80 degree weather in Florida, you know, golfing on the links or something. Um, that would be one day. Right. And if we did that the next day and the next day and the next day, you build a streak of days in a row where you've each sent a Snapchat to each other. Um, I think we're close to, I mean, over, we're about like 500 days now. Wow. Uh, almost two years. So yeah, we're coming up on like 500 days <laughs> of, you know, straight Snapchatting. um, and we talk about a bunch of stuff, you know, <laughs> when we first started, we would talk about, I would send him, you know, Snapchats of the other sessions that I'd be teaching and okay. say, you know, because he, he's graduated, graduated from Orangero, right. you know, he, he's, right. now he's, he's aged out, he's a little older, but I sent him, you know, Snapchats of videos of the, the sessions with the younger kids, um, you know, reminding him, hey, you know, this is where you came from, right, Yeah, right. know, right. zero um and he would send me Snapchats like, Oh come to my basketball game. I haven't made it to a game yet, you know, he's pretty mad about that. But he'll send me snapchats of his scores and his Christmas presents and the holiday times. You know, we we catch up, you know, I check in how he's doing, things like that. Um some days when content is a little bit boring, it'll just be a snapchat of our foreheads, like keep the streak alive. Keep the streak alive. Yeah, right. So, you know, different things on different days, but it's good to, you know, stay in touch and know that he's doing pretty well for himself. And he, you know, he comes around, he helped out with the ball. Right. Um, and you know, so we definitely like seeing the older kids come back.
1: That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. The uh, OA alumni for sure. yeah we're building it. Definitely. So you mentioned Snapchatting some of the sessions. Talk to us about your time in the classroom.
0: We have, we have some good times in the classroom. Um, you know, a lot of the students are, are really engaged, especially with the games we play, the competitive games, where, you know, if you... With the the five things in five seconds, we played a game where, you know, we'll split them up into two teams, and we'll say, hey, you have five seconds to name five cereals. And if they can do it in five seconds, they get a point on the board, right? And then the next team will go, and they'll have to name, you know, five, you know... Football, professional football players in five seconds. If they can do it, they get a point and they get really into it and they get competitive. Uh, we do the question game where you stand in a big circle and you have to ask a question and answer the question with a question. So, yeah, that's fun. Yeah, if you answer it, you're out. And then they get they get really into it. A lot of times we'll do um, kind of like incentives to win where, you know, losing team has 10 push ups and stuff like that. Um, speaking of push ups, we have a little push up <laughs> competition for everyone listening. And Romani, one of the coaches, helping out with the sessions, and I, we had our students one day film us doing as many push-ups as we could in a minute. The goal is 50 push-ups in a minute. You
1: were at, I think, at Pittsburgh Liberty, right? We oh, were at Elementary. Pittsburgh Liberty okay.
0: Elementary, yeah. And we had some of our students, they filmed us, that you could hear them cheering us on, screaming, go, 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 go. Romani ended up getting a little bit more than me, but he played football and I'm a swimmer, so we'll let that slide. But Sean, you know... We were at a team dinner at PF Shang's and yes. he he talked a real big game. Talk that talk that, <laughs> that he could, you know, put us both to shame, oh I still got it, you know, that type of deal. So we took that video that our Liberty students captured of us knocking out them push ups and we sent them to Sean and we still have yet to get a response. So So some so, so what do
1: I have to do then? I have, you have to record yourself in a minute, or what? as
0: many push ups as you try to beat fifty push ups in a minute. Fifty pushes in a minute. Yeah, continuous. Okay. Now, were you able to do it? I was able to do it. It's he just, he got more than I did, faster. Okay. For mine. What's his number? I think he got like fifty-five. Fifty-five. Okay. So I just need to do fifty-six. Yeah. There, easy enough. Yeah. Or or Consider forty-nine. It done. <laughs> fifty-six. <laughs> fifty-six. Yeah. We'll see. I'm 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 gonna, I'm gonna make a sting. I'm gonna beat him by one. Yeah. You got? Do you have a a trainer? Is that why it's been taking you so long? <laughs> <laughs> trying to get back in shape. <laughs> I will send you the video okay. once I get it done. I'll send you the video. Is there a deadline on that, or <laughs> a few years down the road before graduation? I want that email before okay. you graduate. Before, before,
1: before you graduate okay. here this spring, yeah. I got you. Maybe I'll, I'll do it at
0: graduation, to celebrate. Okay, my guy, Mike. Well, we're gonna hold you to it. So fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah,
1: because you be both graduating the same day, so yeah, we will celebration
0: April twenty
1: seventh. Yeah, I um, and so so we started as an intern. And then you stayed on as a coordinator, a coach, a can do attitude, whatever we need. Um, you've been committed ever since. Why is that? So, why is Orange Arrow so important?
0: Or- Orange Arrow is important for a, l- a number of different reasons. I- I'll speak to that about a-, a couple of different groups of people really quick. So, for myself, what Orange Arrow, you know, for me, it, it was direction. It showed, you know, how I could change the lives of other people, um, by being there and by being committed and being a good influence and, and, you know, I could really make a difference in, in my community. Um, so for me it was, it was giving back. It was, you know, helping other people find their way because, you know, before Orangero I kind of lost my way a little bit. Um, so for me it, it was motivation. It was, you know, something to be passionate about, enthusiasm, um, and to see, you know, positive change in the world around me, if you're, you know, to my other coaches and, or, or maybe even administrators looking around, um, it's a really good way to get involved with something positive. It's, it sends a good message, um, to the community. And, you know, you you get to change people's lives. Um, if you're, if you're a young student athlete, you know, who's going to be a part of the program, uh, one of our students, you know, you, you get to learn skills that a lot of us Division One athletes, you know, we don't even have. Um, I, I didn't learn half of the things that I teach these kids until I was the one teaching it. Anything kinda? mind? Um, prime example, the first time I ever did a Dine with Gentlemen event downtown, you know, I had no idea where to put the forks and the <laughs> knives, and I didn't know you were supposed to put the napkin on the back of your chair when you stood up and went to the bathroom. Um, basic table manners, you know, I had no idea and I was, you know, 20, 21 years old. Um, so the fact that, you know, these students are getting the chance to be exposed to that at, you know, ages 10, 13 years old, um, it just puts them, you know, one step ahead of of the field, you know, in the game of life, not even, you know, on the field. Um, and you know, that, that's a really great advantage And, and then they can pass that on. Um, and it becomes, you know, a culture of people who support each other, you know, again, like staying in contact with Rayquan and, and the Orange Arrow alumni, you know, you built this network around you of people who are motivated to help others and, and, and to promote success as individuals, not just as athletes, but you know, that internal growth and leadership. And that's unique. You don't see that a lot. Um, in, in many organizations at all, honestly. And so I think it's it's something that makes Orangero stand apart, and, and it makes it really easy to invest yourself in, if that makes sense.
1: It does, it does. And so we mentioned graduation coming up soon, so that means you will no longer be in the roles of OA, having currently have been in, in previously over the past few years, but you'll always be part of OA alumni. What are your plans for after
0: graduation? Currently, I'm... Um Planning to head out to Washington, D.C. and work for the United States Secret Service. Um, it's been a long road of doing a lot of yeah, interviewing, background checks, and polygraphs and stuff like that. But um, that's that's kind of the plan right now. And so, you know, I'm talking about giving back to OA, maybe tour of the White House someday. Hey, huh? why not? Field trip. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, I'm looking to be summer out Summer Academy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Summer <laughs> Academy, exactly. We'll, we'll bust them down. Right, for sure. So I'm definitely looking to be involved with federal law enforcement, you know, maybe even the FBI down the road or or something like that, but, um, you know, I'm I'm passionate about, I always wanted to represent my country at the Olympics, you know, when I was swimming, and now being involved with Orange Arrow, I love, you know, helping people and giving back and, um, you know, that that kind of civil service, if you will. and you know a job like this where you can protect people and you can protect you know democracy and you know what what this country you know stands for um, it's an honor and you know it kind of fulfills the best of both worlds for both of those things you know it's kind of a a blend where you know I can be engaged and excited about going to work every day you know um, and especially well you know I'm young um, get out there and see the world a little bit you know a lot of awesome benefits. Come, come with the job, and it's it's definitely an important job. So I'm excited about you know the future, but definitely not gonna forget you know where I came from.
1: I'm excited about your future as well, uh, from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, thank you for the time, the energy that you poured into Orange Arrow. Man, you really um, stepped it up for us. Um, whether we needed you to order the pizza or cover three schools. Whatever it was, such a can-do attitude, man, and and you were just really, to to really to jump in, man. You really helped us grow and a really significant part of our development. So thank you. Looking forward to continue our friendship, our brotherhood. um, You
0: know, as we continue to grow. It's not about me. It's bigger than me. Let's go. Isn't that right? (laughs) My guy. My guy. (laughs) Mike. There you go. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. Thank you, boss.